0: Today's message is based on the faith of the centurion and what Christ did for the healing of his servant. Especially verse 8. Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word, and my servant will be healed. Faith in Christ from the centurion. And then... The healing of his servant. This is what we call alien faith. Faith that is somewhere from outside the servant. But yet, that servant is healed. The faith of a Christian intercedes. And another is healed by Christ. But this centurion, he was a heathen charged with a hundred soldiers, trained diligently in the art of arrest, in the art of killing, and ever so diligently in the art of torture. A professional sinner. Yet this man believed to depend not on the bodily presence of Christ in his home, but solely on the power of Christ's word. Even the apostles did not yet know this. Perhaps even Mary didn't get it. As they clung to Jesus' bodily presence and were not willing to let it go. Because when Jesus told them that I am going to him who sent me, sorrow filled their hearts. But this heathen, yet faithful centurion, he didn't desire the presence of Christ nor did he deem himself worthy of it. And furthermore, this heathen is able to articulate the authority of Jesus Christ and the power of his words. We get it too. We're under the authority of other people. And we too, we have authority over others. We especially know this Authority we have and we understand it when it comes to little children and infants. They are completely subordinate to our decisions, to our interceding, and to our commands. When an infant is brought to the baptismal font, they have no say in the matter. Even if they wanted to say no, they cannot. Some would say that babies who are baptized are not saved by their own faith, but saved by the faith of the parents. They're saved by the faith of sponsors. Because, hey, look at the gospel today. The servant was healed by the faith of the centurion. This is incorrect. The servant was healed by the power of Christ in his word. And there are not multiple faiths at work, because there is truly... Only one. The servant of the centurion was healed by Christ. And the faithful centurion interceded. But servants are not saved by Christ because faithful people intercede. The foundation remains that one is saved only by grace through his own faith. So also it goes that Nobody will be condemned for the unbelief or sins of another. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. But what about the little ones? The little ones from where we truly understand authority. Helpless infants who do not have the ability to reason yet, nor do they have the Ability to believe for themselves because hey, faith comes through hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. The false conclusion that arises is this little children neither hear nor understand the word and therefore can have no faith of their own. This is a false conclusion and it doesn't end there. This Sinful response to the very word of God, it continues through churches around the world. Sin continues in a downward spiral. There are some churches that will withhold the baptismal grace of God until the child reaches an age that they are able to reason. Well, in order to reason this out, Churches will make a mockery of the baptismal sacrament. Baptism isn't an actual washing away of sin, but rather a sign. A sign of your confession that Christ is Lord. In their language, it symbolizes an acceptance of the sinner on the believer's behalf. This leaves a lot of questions Where does this leave a poor child or adult who is mentally disabled? For there are many who have, since birth, have never been able to reason. Are they doomed? Dear evangelical and Protestant churches, I earnestly hope that you may hear this. What kind of grace are you teaching? Grace that is dependent on the mental aptitude of a person is not grace at all. Faith that requires a decision from a a sinner has no hope. Love that requires anything of the beloved is not love. Dear churches, what kind of love does your God have? It's not the love of my God, the one true God. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried. Buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. My old Adam really died with Christ in my baptism. And my resurrection will be be real with Christ. My newness of life is not symbolic. My baptismal regeneration was done for me. Because I am a sinner. Because Jesus Christ only needed to say the word. Therefore, I am born again. And it is only by the deeds from above. I declare to you today that in the word of God preached. And in the word of God in holy baptism, infants believe. Infants have their own faith. Which God effects in them through the interceding of, of parents and of sponsors. The faith of of Christ's church intercedes, prays for them, brings them to church, and brings them to baptism. For this is what we call alien faith. This is the faith of the centurion. Not that anyone can be saved by it, but that through the faith of others as an intercession and as an aid, the baby or an adult can obtain for himself his own faith by which he is saved. The interceding of the faithful, you, is the righteousness of God at work. This is today's epiphany for you. The intercessions, the the, the prayers, and the good works of the church reveals the very righteousness of God. From verse 17 of our epistle today, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. I would like to explain further. If I am to be born, if I am to be alive, yes, I I must be conceived, I must be born, but a mother or a doctor or a midwife can intercede and aid me. If I am to die, one can intercede and bring that about in many ways. But yet, it's me dying. Likewise, no one can go to hell for me. But one can intercede and seduce my heart and bring about my error. And finally, no one can go to heaven for me. But the faith of the church can intercede. People reveal the righteousness of God in their faith. People preach and teach the death and resurrection of Christ for the forgiveness of sins. People pray that I obtain faith from God, through which I can go to heaven. People can intercede by having the same dialogue of the centurion. Today's gospel, it's a conversation. It's a conversation between a believer and Jesus. You can pray for the healing of others. Who's not the centurion who had the disease. His servant did. And the display of the faith of this heathen, in which Jesus says is the, is the greatest in all the nation of Israel, the display of faith began with these words. I am not worthy. And it was brought about immediately that his servant was restored to health. The centurion interceded in repentant faith. Our prayers, our intercessions also should be humble in nature. The repentant faith in in Christian parents and in Christian sponsors intercedes and prays. And in baptism, the child is baptized into the one true faith shared by us all. Faith in Jesus Christ. The child baptized, is baptized. The child hears the word. And the child believes for themselves. God gives to infants their very own epiphany. This is exactly what faithful Christians were doing in Luke. They were bringing infants even infants, to Jesus, that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them to him, saying, Let the children come to me, and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Christ will not permit anyone to forbid that infants be brought to him, for he blesses them. He gives to them the kingdom of heaven. It is good, right, and salutary to believe that when an infant is brought to Christ at his baptismal font, in the presence of the word, Christ embraces that child. He blesses them. He gives heaven to them. At the baptism of anyone, when the pastor... Or when the baptizer deals with it, he deals with it in Christ's stead. He embraces the child, he blesses the child, and Christ, through the pastor, grants to them the kingdom of heaven. This baptism is your baptism. It doesn't matter your age, child, infant, or adult. The Holy Spirit is not satisfied only speaking to one age group. From the Holy Spirit himself in 1 John, I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, children, because you know the Father. A child does not need reasoning in order to believe, and neither do you no matter your age after all what good does reason do for your faith reason resists faith reason cannot even endure God's Word unless it is first blinded and discarded men and women must die to reason and become a child for his ways are higher than your ways and his thoughts are higher than your thoughts The Holy Spirit himself speaks in groanings too deep for human words. And all of his ways that are higher and all of his thoughts are authoritative. And we, centurions, we professional sinners, we the heathen, we simply believe what Jesus has told us. He only needs to say the word. And his word for you all today is that all your sins are forgiven by the authority of Jesus Christ and the power of his word on account of his death on a a cross and a resurrection from the grave. Jesus underwent a baptismal death and resurrection. And so has your soul already. Later, so will your body. Faith is given to you directly from him. Faith is given directly to infants even who cannot yet reason. And even infants who cannot hear. So go. Let it be done for you as you have believed. In the name of Jesus, amen.